Welcome to the My Town Travels podcast, the only podcast dedicated to travel, culture, and lifestyle from a small town perspective. We're bringing you personal travel stories, destinations, and tips from interesting and well-seasoned travelers, influencers, and more, and me, your host, Christy Burns. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the My Town Travels podcast. Today, we're going to be diving into more about the truth about travel. And thank you so much for continuing to listen and follow along this series. It's been, we've had a lot of growth on the podcast this year. And I'm just very thankful for those of you that are listening along and going on our journeys with us and listening to some of our great guests and some of the wonderful insight that they've had. So thank you so much for continuing to listen. And today's going to be a, a short podcast. Um, the last one we had was a bit long and it was really good. That's why <laughs> I had a great guest on and we just had a fun time talking. So um, if you missed the last podcast, please go on and check it out. And it is uh, longer than we normally go, but uh listen to it in two parts because it's a it's a good one and I think that you'll like the insights and catch up on the rest of season three. All right, there's my uh, my shameless little pitch there. <laughs> so today we're going to be diving back into the truth about travel and something that keeps getting brought up because you can't get away from it is the costs. And we're going to be going more into this as we close out this season and have a couple of people on to give their input and give you some good insight as to what they're seeing and some great tips and things like that. And today we're going to talk specifically about food costs, uh, because it's kind of all over the board right now. Obviously food is up everywhere and depending on where you're getting your information, it is varied as to the cost in total that inflation has gone up. So you may get a report that says it's only gone up 2%, which I'm here to tell you that's absolutely not true. Um, but it also goes as high as 11 in some places. And I'm also here to tell you that that's absolutely true. It may not be nationwide, but in some places. And the reason I know that is because I recently... Uh, just traveled to Florida. And when I was um, on one of the islands uh, down south, uh, the food costs there were just astronomical. But there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, one is that it was on an island. So no matter what, when you're on an island, your food costs are going to be a lot higher. But it just made me think, because this was so close to the mainland, I mean, really where I was was very, I mean, it has a bridge to the mainland, okay? I mean, it's it's very close. So I made the mistake of not planning like I normally do uh, because I figured that there would be uh, a grocery store that would be close enough that I could get to that would have, you know, reasonable costs. And so I ended up paying at least double what I normally do for groceries. And we were gone for about 10 days. So this was a, a, a trip where we planned um, our meals ahead of time and things like that. And the very first day when we went there, 
um, to this grocery store. I'm not going to say which grocery store it was and things like that. If you want to put that in the comments, I can give you more detailed information, but it's not really important for the planning purposes of this podcast, <laughs> for the tips purposes. I'm not trying to call anybody out or do anything like that. So it was just a lot more and it was more than I'm used to and it was more than I was planning on and took some money out of my pocket that I did not want to spend on food. I wanted to spend that on other things during this trip. So again, the reason that it happened was a lack of planning on my part and also just, I guess, a a true sticker shock of going to a completely different place and not realizing that it would be so drastically different than what I have going on at home. One thing that I have learned, and this is a big shout out to Kroger in Ohio, <laughs> is that our food prices compared to a lot of other places right now are incredible. Thank you, Kroger. I did not realize until the last couple of months of traveling just how wonderful the, this company has been to try to keep food costs down for the public. And no, I'm not sponsored by Kroger or anything like that. I'm simply relaying a fact that I just realized over the past couple of weeks. I have had it pretty good here in southeastern Ohio with our food prices and that there are other parts of the country that are really having much more of a hard time than I realized. And obviously it's impacting my travel. It's impacting a lot of people's travel as well, which is what led to today's podcast was to simply go, hey, there are some ways to curb your spending when you travel. And the biggest one that you can do is trying to plan the best that you can for food costs. And I have some tips that I think would be very helpful for you. So given this eye-opening trip, which again, I don't live under a rock. This was just at this particular place when I've what I've been paying all year long while we've been traveling in this particular grocery store was literally double, double. So butter, instead of it being two fifty, it was five fifty. Actually, or three dollars, six dollars, somewhere in that range. And you know, chicken nuggets for the kids. Um, you know, normally pay seven ninety nine a bag. You know, this was like fourteen. <laughs> I mean, huge differences. So obviously we ended up buying a little less and doing um, a little bit of recon that I should have done ahead of time and go to a different grocery store and drive off location a little bit more. But you know, we still had to spend some of that money. So to make sure that we had what we needed for that first night when we were there, because those of you that have been on the islands, you know that you need water. So most of the time you need a lot of bottled water and things like that. So, and, you know, so we had to do what we had to do for the night. So anyways, here are some things that I think would be a few great ways, six in particular ways to keep your costs down while traveling. For number one thing is to plan your meals. 
you absolutely need to plan your meals. Now, I am taking this from a perspective of you're going to be gone for several days, a week, two weeks, something like that. You know, not just, you know, if you're going on a weekend trip, just two people and you're intending to eat out, you know, that's one thing. But I'm talking more, especially from a family perspective, just how many meals are you going to need? How many meals can you make in the place that you are staying? How many meals do you need to eat out? You know, simply plan that ahead of time and then make out your grocery list like you normally do. Something that we've been doing for a long, long time is the money that we normally budget for our groceries. We put that toward the week of travel. So basically, whatever that normal week is, that goes into that travel week for normal groceries, just like we would at home. But then what I try to do to give that a bump is I try not to go grocery shopping. See, I'm in a household of five. So we always have something extra around. So, you know, stuff just piles up. You have stuff in the freezer. Uh, you have, th you know, the kids like to eat a lot of the same things over and over again. So you end up having some things that, or you don't have time to, that you haven't had time to cook. You know, there's always something. So usually the week before we go anywhere, I clean out the fridge and I clean out the freezer and I clean out the pantry. Like, what can we eat this week? I'm not going to the store except for like milk and bread. <laughs> and eggs. So, you know, the week before I, is kind of clean out week. It's it's become a thing. And I'm telling you, like, if you can do it, it makes a huge difference to try not to do a big grocery run the week before you travel. And it's good anyways, because you want to get that stuff out of the fridge, you know, out of the freezer if you need to, you know, and then that way you can put all of that money that you normally would spend on groceries toward that week of travel because you're going to need it. You know, whether it be putting it toward gas or more food, whatever it is, you got that little extra bump, you know. So just repurposing um, helps a whole lot. Learning to repurpose money has been something I think I've become a master at over the past 10 years. I can't say that I've gotten very good at saving money. That's more of my husband's game. But I've gotten really good at repurposing money as in we normally spend it on this, but I need it to go to this and we don't really need the first thing. So trying to prioritize those needs and figuring out where I can put money in relation to travel and not spend it on something else. It's just a conversation that you have to have with yourself. Um, but again, it starts with that overall budget. So obviously, this is not a podcast about money management. <laughs> but if you're not budgeting right now, I strongly suggest that you start putting one together because if you want travel to be a part of your lifestyle, not just something that you do every once in a while, you really have to know what your overall budget is in order to make that happen and in order to make change the way that you want it to. But again, repurposing money. Uh, something that really, really has helped us in our household and specifically that tip of get rid of what you can, eat what you can before you leave and then put that money, you know, toward that first week stay always seems to help us out. Um, number two thing 
pay with cash. I know that we're heading into a cashless society, guys, but seriously, paying with cash is still where it's at. If you can pay with cash for as much as you can, now, I'm not talking about like pay cash, you know, for your stay or like planned experiences, you know, things that, that cost a lot of money that you may have already planned for, you know, and you, and you pay for those things ahead of time or however. I'm talking about just all the little things like you're spending cash. You, for example, are out walking around town and you know, you stop into a little boutique shop or you guys want to get some ice cream, you know, things like that. Spend cash, you know, figure out how much spending cash you have. That way your splurging won't get out of control. And this takes, a, you know, it does take discipline and it does take time to train yourself too to kind of figure out, okay, for, you know, me and my partner, my husband, you know, my family, what, what does that look like? How much cash do I actually need when we're out? What kinds of things do we do? Uh, what kinds of things can I say no to? And what kind of things do I want to say yes to when I'm traveling? Because obviously if you're on a trip, you want to have a good time. There are things that you don't want to say no to. That's the fun of travel. But if you can pay with cash and you can set a limit for yourself, you know, just because you're on vacation, you don't need to purchase something, right? Seeing something, experiencing something, that's a lot of it. You don't always have to spend money on it. So being able to figure out what that number is for you, carrying cash and trying to use that so that you don't get a big giant bill later and you're like oh my gosh I can't believe I spent that much it's going to help a lot which leads to number three don't charge to your lodging so depending on where you're staying this may not even be an option but one if especially if you're staying at a larger type of hotel chain you know this is one that gets people into a lot of trouble is charging stuff to your resort to your room don't do it. <laughs> it. You know, getting that big bill when you check out is the last thing that you want to do. So if, I mean, and I'm not saying don't get stuff while you're lounging around the pool. If you want to do that, just pay for it as you go. Again, use your cash, use your budget, whatever you've used. A lot of places have programs now where you can pay some of that stuff even ahead of time. So you can, again, just a little bit of planning can really save your pocketbook, you know. So if you've got kids that you you want them to be able to go and get food and get things while you're at a resort type of environment, they may have a way for you to do that without having to break your budget. You know, it's like, hey, they have a spending limit or I put this much amount that they can use. It's amazing what places have. So at least ask and see what your options are. My Town could not be bringing you our wonderful travel content without our generous sponsors. We invite you to take a quick break with us and hear some great destinations that are supporting the My Town Travels podcast. You're invited to experience Tuscarawas County, Ohio. Whether you're enjoying the rolling hills of Amish country, strolling through our historic villages, or exploring our one-of-a-kind museums and attractions, we're sure you'll discover why visitors keep coming back time after time. Conveniently located along I-77 in Northeast Ohio, Tuscross County is just a short drive from Cleveland, Pittsburgh, or Columbus. And be sure to check out our all-new Destination Learning Magazine, the perfect guide for virtual and homeschooling families. Visit TravelTusk.com, 
That's TravelTUSC.com to learn more. So getting to your location, number four, I mean, this is kind of an obvious one, but if you're driving, pack food, pack food on the road. You know, most moms with young kids are doing this already. It's insane. You know, if you're taking a long road trip, you know, to stop for all your meals, um, it's just impractical and, uh, you know, and it just makes a lot more sense to pack food. So in my opinion, I, and I, I'm, I'm like a total foodie. I love love getting food when we're on the road. But anymore, again, with a family of five, that's going to really cost you, you know, and when it's costing you as much to stop for fast food as it is to go and stay at a go to a nice restaurant, we spring for the nice restaurant, you know, we don't need to be stopping, um, you know, all the time. Now, if we get up really early, excuse me, and we're, you know, hitting the road before anybody's got breakfast and stuff, that's usually what we'll do is we'll get on the road really early. And so if we're going to stop for a meal, if we're going to be on the road all day, usually the meal we'll stop for is breakfast. It's cheaper. We can get a lot more food for our money. And, you know, and then we'll do kind of like a late lunch. And then when we stop for the evening, wherever that is, then we'll, we'll eat there. But then we'll, but we usually stop somewhere on the road and, you know, eat lunch that we've packed because it just makes a lot more sense. Um, And again, any of you road warriors that are like, no, you have to stop for food. Trust me, I I understand. This is simply from the money-saving perspective. (laughs) Number five, drink water. (laughs) We are in, uh, you know, an age of just we, we have just so many things at our fingertips, you know, all the time and everywhere we stop, you can get soda and coffee and I mean, just all the things, but drinks, no matter where you are, hike up the cost up to 10% on your bill. So whether you're at a, stopping at a gas station or you're out to a restaurant, whatever it is, drink water, just it's better for you. Drink water. <laughs> it's so much better for you. And, you know, I, I have a hard time with this with my kids, you know, I mean, I, I, they like to drink water. Um, but especially now that I have teens, you know, they want to order pop. And again, when you're on vacation, like that's when I let my kids do things. But if you're trying to really make a difference overall, something small like that, where it's like, Hey, we're all going to dinner. Just, just drink water. You know, like if you want to have more meals out and you don't want to, you know, hike up your costs, then it, it will make a difference, especially if you're a large family. And the other part of this with planning your drinks is planning your alcohol. So, I'm not sure anything hikes up your bill anymore as much as alcohol, whether you're at a resort or you're just at a restaurant, but there are lots of ways, especially uh, if you're planning ahead of time to curb that a little bit, especially if you're staying at a resort, go buy your own stuff. You know, a lot of people do that now, buy your own stuff, keep it in your room, you know, have your own little cocktail area to start taking stuff down to the pool there's lots of ways to take it to the beach, you know, and again, there are some places that I know that there are restrictions, 
And then there's some places that are all inclusive and you don't need to worry about this at all. But if you just take a little bit of time to plan, then you won't spend the extra money on some of those drinks that maybe you'll make them just as good. And then you may be one of those people that are like, you know what, if I'm going to spend my money, that's what I'm spending my money on. And I am not spending time to do something like that. Totally fine too. But you know, again, are you going to spend $9 to $25 on one glass of wine? Or can you just go buy a bottle and call it a day? You know, I mean, it, it's, it's completely up to you. Uh, and, and when my husband and I go out by ourselves, when we're traveling with family, obviously, I'm going to have a glass of wine and things like that. So I'm not saying limit your complete alcohol intake. I'm saying if you're planning for all your meals, you know, just think about where you can cut, where you just don't need it, where you're going to have more special moments instead of just one big party. You know what I mean? I, I just, again, this is from a traveling with family perspective and save, saving money right now for the most part, or just little tips when you're traveling, just the two of you to just kind of curb things so that it's not as crazy when you go and get a bill because traveling with cash, trying to be resourceful with what you have, don't charge to the room, like all of this will make a big, big difference. Drinking water instead of drinking pop or letting your kids get pop when, when you can, all makes a big, big difference. So number six, the last one that I wanted to talk to you about was researching what stores are near you before you get to your location. Now, at the beginning of the podcast, I talked a little bit about how I just completely went over my head this past trip. I normally research quite a bit before I go anywhere. Now, a lot of it's related to the experiences and, you know, some of the things that I need to hit on as a travel writer that I need to be uh, mindful of. But the grocery stores are usually one of the first thing that I also make sure that I know because it's the first thing, if I'm going to be somewhere for a while, it's one of the first things that I need to, to know. But for whatever reason, being that it's a family-friendly area, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I just, I did not really research like I normally would. And so I just had that big sticker shock, big sticker shock with what the pricing was at a grocery store that was, uh, you know, good, good size and, um, a well-known brand for the area, maybe not a national brand, but well-known for the area. Just very surprised, um, how much we had to pay. And again, putting where I live and all the information that I have so far from travels this year, it was it was an area that just has a much higher inflation cost than a lot of other places. And so being mindful of where you're going and doing a little bit of that research, because we are living in an age right now where inflation is high and it's something that you really need to take into account. It's no longer a, hey, you're traveling, you may not know, you may spend, you know, 10% more at the store when you travel because it's an area that you don't know. It may be a touristy area. So things are kind of hiked up a little bit. There are things like that that you can, you plan for, um, or you should plan for about 10%, I would say 10% more than what you would normally 
pay when you travel to go to the grocery store simply because it could be an area that it makes sense that things are going to be a little bit higher. But now, combined with inflation, that number is no longer kind of in that easy, you know, 5 to 10% range that maybe you plan for. It's a little bit higher than that or a lot a bit higher than that. And so knowing what grocery stores are there, talking to whoever is doing your lodging and finding out where they personally do their grocery shopping, finding out the best place is definitely a you know some things that you should do because a lot of the times uh, especially resorty type places places that are near beaches things like that where you don't you don't want to travel far but you know maybe getting hitting somewhere on your way in kind of thing will help a whole heck of a lot and then you're not going to have that sticker shock later when you get home and you're like man we spent that much on food that's crazy you know so try to stick to your budget do that ahead of time figure out where you need to go and do that on your way in or right when you get there and be resourceful think about how you can pay with cash and not charge for things when you don't need to plan meals ahead and you're going to be you're going to be okay you're going to be able to Keep that food budget somewhat reasonable and still have a really good time and feel like you splurged a little bit, splurged a little bit in a good way. If you plan it, and you know, then you can feel good about it and know that this is planned. You wanted to splurge and it, it was all good. And it's not like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. You certainly don't want to feel like that when you come home. So that is what we got today for the truth about travel, six ways to keep your food costs down while traveling. So I hope you enjoyed today's My Town Travels podcast, and I look forward to talking with you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. For more information on the towns we visit, go to MyTownTravels.com and check out our new listing site, TravelSmallTowns.com. To be a guest on the show or to sponsor an episode, navigate to our podcast page. Here you can see more information on guests, listen to more episodes, and submit guest requests. It all starts at MyTownTravels.com.